0: Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website,
1: DrunkWomenSolvenCrime.com.
0: Shows are selling out fast,
2: so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? If you're thirsty for more Drunk Women Solving Crime content, then why not head across to the Patreon page where Patreon members get exclusive access to extra content, including the Drunk Women Solving Crime lock-in, where you can eavesdrop on the candid chat between Katie, Hannah and
1: Taylor after they've finished their recordings. Plus, there are options for
2: ad-free episodes and extra content with guests, And videos. Have a look at what's on offer on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime.
0: This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime...
3: First of all, I'm trying to say the F word less in all recordings and it's going terribly for me. Well don't do (laughs) it for us. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine getting beaten
1: up by a baby though.
3: (laughs) There (laughs) you go. Bring it back.
1: Because that's
0: the American
3: middle
4: class. Give me head till I'm dead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for drunk women solving crime.
0: Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are here with someone who we have wanted to have on the podcast for so long. So we're really excited she's here. We're here with comedian Sarah Barron. Thank you. You say it to all the girls, but I will. take it. Thank you. <laughs> we actually don't, which make, now makes me oh, feel okay. a little bit now, bad. Now they're going to feel really bad about <sighs> Oh my themselves. God. No, I'll, take it. I'll because, take it. Because former guests go and listen to our podcast. We can say whatever we want. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for being with us. We always start the podcast the same way. And it's to ask you, have you ever been the victim of a crime?
3: Thank you, Taylor. I have two crimes that I would like to share with you guys. Please do. And I'll keep one a little snappy and then try and put a little more meat on the bones of my second crime. So thing number one, both have happened to me since having a child. So the first one was that I was walking home late at night after work. I'm the only person on a residential street. I can see at the end of the street, a lone male figure. Super. And you know, as as you know, as a lady in a city, there's some, you know, there's just something in you that goes, oh, we're, we're just, we're not on high alert, but we're just gonna, yeah. we're gonna have an awareness that now we're You've a lady on an empty, yeah, we're just aware, yeah. I walk, I walk. This is like me doing an impression, which the visual is, is so, lost, but such it was a shame. A, yeah, is, can I say it's a shame? It was a cute little move. What I'm trying to sort good. of communicate.
0: Is that it was I somewhere walk... between like Hillary Clinton's shoulder shrug during the last election and like a bit of yes! a chicken dance, which is I never knew it would be such a beautiful combo. <laughs>
3: that's the best description of that move, which is something I know yeah. a lot I've ever heard. I was like, it is a Hillary Clinton shoulder sh- shrug. Um, it's very it's very sort of white lady dancing, isn't it? But, you know, it's just it's a walk that's supposed to say. I am walking in a conscious way. I am not mm-hmm. in my own world. I am yeah. present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. But not I, president, unfortunately. Not president. <laughs> present. So I get close enough to this man and I can see, we all know this is where this is going because it's a story of a crime. He's wanking. He's just like stood on a residential street. He's having this wink. Wow. The reason I am telling you this is not just because you've asked me directly, but because the first thought I had like, I saw him and I went, uh, you know, you have this one where you're like, oh, stranger wanking. First thing I thought on instinct is I just went, still got it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, to me, when I try and express what motherhood is to people who aren't <laughs> mothers, I'm like, a man wanking. I was assaulted and I was into it for the attention. <laughs> so that was one thing. And then the other thing was that when I, um, when my son was a newborn and our sleep was so fucked. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, like I, I could maybe sleep for 45 minutes. He had he didn't. He was a really bad sleeper. Basically, I couldn't even remember to close our front door. I left it open and a man came in and stole my <gasps> laptop. Oh, oh man! And and the big problem there was that for years my husband has criticized me because all of my passwords are in a Microsoft Word document on my on my desktop. On oh, your desktop. Oh, passwords. <laughs> no. Passwords. Come on. Oh. So, so those are my two most recent events, the criminal events, and I think my. I mean, I think those are my big two. <laughs>
1: I love the idea team. that
3: all your passwords were literally password passwords Passwords well. Just like, the words And then I, then I did rename it after that And you know, really, yeah. you didn't break in anything You just got my computer You which renamed it to still got it exclamation. Yeah, yeah. No, you got, got to it.
4: rename it something like Feminist critical theory that no one's going to want to read yes.
3: <laughs> I don't want to know about that
0: <laughs> oh,
3: God Oh, well, <laughs> It was quite something
0: Oh, wow. Oh, That's a roller coaster of two very different crimes. Just yeah. because you wouldn't feel bolstered sexually by the second one. But I can understand the first. I was with so, yeah. you on that.
3: I get yeah, it. Thank you so much. I get it.
0: <laughs> and men, we're not inviting you to do illegal stuff no. in front of us because we don't like it. It's just that a weird side effect of how we're sexualized by society is that post-child or even post a certain age, that's how desperate we are for the attention that we are socialized to believe that we need. Just to be clear.
3: That is a beautiful way of contextualizing that <sighs> dicey story yeah. that I told.
4: <laughs> and, and that's actually what it would say in the real feminist critical theory document.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well,
1: Sarah, exactly that.
0: we always ask people to uh, take this opportunity to yeah. speak to the perpetrator. Now, you've got two very different perpetrators here, but you can say anything you want to either of them. Could you let us know what what pops into oh your mind? Oh, my God, this is
3: I'm going to hit this with a straight bat. This is not a fish. I feel that they were this is what's fucked up. This is first of all, I'm trying to say the F word less in all recordings and it's going terribly for me well don't do right. it for us I, I, I just, yeah. so a friend listened to a podcast I went and was like you sound I mean it's <laughs> all you do it's like a trash can I was like oh. <laughs> that was direct but okay I will that's a act. compliment um, like, did you say it like that because that feels like a compliment to me the oh it felt like was a it was you know those friends who like tell it like it is because they're fucking, and you're like, oh, but you hurt my feelings <laughs> all, all the time. It was one of those things. It was like, you just swear, like you do swear constantly. You know that. I was like, oh. Um, okay, so oh here's what God, I want to say to these threat. two guys. That's
0: why I left America, because I couldn't it's... handle that. I was like, I, I need passive aggression.
3: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do. It, so when I tell my British friends about it, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. But it's not, this is just how I feel in my heart. I feel like both people were mentally ill and I hope they're okay. (laughs) I'm like, guys, uh, listen, I hope you haven't turned it up a notch, either one of you. And I hope you're okay. If it had been someone who really insulted me, I would have a better burn that I'd been prepping for 10 years. No, no, no,
0: no. It does not have to be a burn. And there are so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like,
3: I hope you guys are well. (laughs) (laughs) Namaste And also After saying those were the only two crimes committed against me I remember that also when I lived in New York I got burgled at one of the flats I lived in And it was right before Christmas Which is apparently when people do it Because there's all this stuff in the house And it was It really As a woman living alone It really fucked with my head And I felt so scared And I, But I remember thinking Okay, I am just The storyline here is that it was a guy and he is fucking des- desperate times, desperate measures. And he's going to mm. give some of my stuff to his teenage kid as a way of looking like he's going to have a nice Christmas. And I'm going to just own that story, <laughs> and it will help yeah. me sleep again in my home. Yeah, yeah. They have to, take- yeah, we have to no, do. Totally. I, I'm really not that kind of person at all. But um, I guess it manifests. Well, the kind of person that like legitimately is frightened of something terrifying that happens. Like, oh, right? Like- no, I mean someone who's like. Peace be with you then. I, yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. I'm such, I, I think you would all struggle to find someone more bitter than I'm capable of being. <laughs> no. But so it's not manifesting in this particular anecdote, which is all sincere. But mostly I am like, burn, burn in hell. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I think like when something is like extra traumatic, you do kind of end up going to a slightly more therapeutic, place where you kind of have to go the extra mile to to actually settle it because it's such a horrible thing yeah so you actually
0: end up being I agree I have to humanize
3: we have to humanize
0: people the more traumatic it is the more I have to humanize somebody because it terrifies me it's easy for me to go like fuck you dude when it doesn't matter but if something's actually happened that scares me I can't I can't handle this worldview of like we're mostly evil. And like, so if yeah. I start going that way, my anger just takes me that way. So I have to be yeah. like, he was probably really sad. And I, I, I you know, but I have yeah, to do that. Yeah, because it is is cause and effect and all of this stuff. Mm. I mean, this is why we do the
3: podcast. We just fixed everything with this conversation. Can I tell you guys a fact? But I did hear this. And I thought it was one of the most fascinating facts I'd ever heard, but it's not, I mean, it's so dark and heavy, but it was like talking, you know, it was talking about the state of affairs in the States and, and, and violent versus nonviolent protests and Mm -hmm. the arguments on all these sides. And so they had on when John Lewis died, they played this old interview of him in this U.S. podcast I listened to. And he was telling me when she was like, how do you, how sort of, how do you deal with the trauma of having been a black man in the fifties who got beat up for going into a whites-only establishment. <clears throat> and he said that one of the philosophies of like a nonviolent practice is that as you are being beaten, you picture your assailant as a newborn baby. Oh my God. <gasps> wow. And you sort of just understand that they are also the victim of a life experience that oh, led them to beat shit, you. Though. And you try and channel that as your body is Is that not Whoa. the craziest thing you've ever heard? Yeah. It, it Imagine getting is... beaten
1: up by a baby, though.
3: <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Bring it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> baby, well done. You're sitting up already. Good
1: job.
4: <laughs> We're not born hating anyone, guys. No, but all babies are bastards. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Little shit. Now it's time for
1: drunk women solving crime.
0: It's time for some true crime. Shall we tackle a case, guys?
1: Yes, please.
3: Sure.
0: Yes, please. Wouldn't it be awful if you're like, eh, kind of done.
3: I'm just kind of done now, Thanks, guys. guys. <laughs> yeah. Call it a I day. I told you that dark story. I'll see you later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually want to hear more from the podcast that Sarah was listening to. That's <laughs> yeah, which one is that? Very which one good.
3: <laughs> fresh Air, hosted by Terry Gross, one of the oh, fresh air. in the States.
0: Wow. Honestly, that image is going to stick with me.
3: I know. Yeah. Yeah. Can they be toddlers?
0: Because that just feels more feasible. Oh, yes. Is. I don't have sympathy for toddlers. Be no. <laughs> like you yeah. son of a bitch. I'm
4: barely have sympathy for a baby. No, I'm just
0: gonna stop sounding like I'm gonna kill my kids. Everyone continue. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this case involves a woman called Toby Dor. It's one of the most recent cases we've done, so I'll just tell you the events in question took place in 2005 and 2006 when Toby became known as the Dog Lady of Lansing Prison. So just based on that nickname. Your first question is, what do you think her
3: crime
0: was? The dog dog lady.
3: lady. It's interesting because is she the dog lady because of some kind of work she does in the prison with dogs, Mm -hmm. which is very possible. Mm -hmm. Hannah, you've got a dog. Katie, you've got a
0: dog. What can you add to this? Wait, she called the dog lady? The
3: dog lady
0: of Lansing Prison. I mean, dog is generally an insult.
4: The aesthetics of how a woman looks. (laughs) So maybe are they trying to say she's ugly and unhygienic?
0: Okay, so it's just a, it's a nickname that's about her. has nothing to do with dogs, maybe.
4: Or does she think she's a dog? Does
0: Ooh. she like bark and stuff? Oh.
1: I was gonna say something similar in, t- in the sense of, you know, sometimes you'll have like the beast of the moors or something where people think that there's this animal that roams the moors. Right. But maybe actually it's somebody who's kind of having a bit of a laugh So maybe that's what her crime was, is that she sort of pretended to...
0: Or maybe she's hairy. Okay, guys. I mean, I didn't know what I would get from this question. So I'm not going to tell you what the crime was yet. Of course not. We've got to start at the beginning and we'll see how the events unravel. So Toby grew up in 1960s Kansas City. She was the eldest of seven children in a middle-class Catholic family. Now I'm going to say that's middle-class in the American sense, which just means... Her parents had jobs, whereas middle class in the UK means they made their own sourdough. It's very different. Very (laughs) different. (laughs) Someone gets severely injured in a fire when Toby is a child, and this has a huge impact on her life and her character. So she's in this big family. Who do you think it was who gets injured in a fire? The youngest kid. Okay, It's how one of her parents dies. Okay. Ooh. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I think that's a very good guess. Yeah. We've let in there's a woman who commits a crime. We don't know what it is, but here's a trauma. Fair guess. Big
3: trauma. Big trauma. And then she's in prison. Yeah. And listen, dads are never around and moms always are. So, you know, it's like if your dad doesn't show up, you have some weird relationship stuff. If your mom doesn't show up, you're in prison. So I'm going dead mom. I'm going dead mom.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Hannah George. Good <coughs> logic. Is it the family
1: dog? Oh, Hannah! Ooh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why she... I mean, I don't know what the dog woman that's thing really is, smart. but maybe she has an affinity with dogs. Ooh. Like I do. But yeah. I've never had any trauma with dogs, but I feel like I'm one of them in a
0: way. Yeah, you're one of the pack. <laughs> oh, I love that answer. It's, she wanted to put right, but once went wrong. Yeah, so. it's not correct, but it's such a good answer. So, so good. Sarah, you were the closest, but it was her father. He doesn't die, but um, so he's burning willow branches in the backyard to get rid of them. The fire flares up in his face. And this detail is pretty brutal, but he walks into the house. Toby, who's still a kid, but the eldest sees him. His ears are missing And his skin is peeling down. And later, I know later in an interview, she described him looking like her mother's pantyhose at the end of the day. Oh, Oh my my God. God. I know it's very, very intense. So besides the obvious trauma of this, what what particular impact do you think this had on Toby's life? What kind of character does she become on the back of this experience? What age is she? That's a really good question. Um, the article I read confused me because it said she was five. And I was trying to go, well, how is she the eldest of oh. seven children, but she's five? So I, I think maybe she was a bit older, but I I think she was younger than 10. Like, she's little. Okay. She's little.
3: Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, she would have horrendous anxieties. I mean, I know that's very broad, but just as a starting point, right? Mm. Like, you'd be... Yeah a sort of literal nervous wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Very cautious. You would have yeah. a fire. You'd have, so, you'd wind up with some kind of proper phobia. Mm, uh, I mean, I, right. Like be it- Yeah.
4: You wouldn't feel safe. Like your trusted caregiver is fallible. You would think anyone could die at any time. Yeah, mm. And it would, it's such a terrifying visual. So you would yeah. really not feel safe. I reckon.
0: Mm. Mm, these are all really good guesses and I reckon you're all correct in as much as this was all happening underneath everything else. Her father was in hospital for months. So even though she's just a kid herself, she basically takes on the responsibility. She goes, right. We've got all these kids. Mom's a wreck. So I'm going to just be responsible, unemotional. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to stay busy. So she becomes a robot. she becomes a real, like, problem-solving, straight-laced, rule-following kind of person. Robot okay. is, is a very interesting way of putting it, I think. Perhaps,
3: perhaps overstating it, it sounds like some positive, No, but it's kind of like, she... I got no room for these emotions because
0: they're so big, I just gotta, so get, big. gotta get on with this. So, this is only reinforced when her father comes back from hospital, so even though he's become disabled on the back of this accident. He takes this really hard job working on the railroads because that's the American middle class. I just thought it'd be a fun jingle to remind it us. Was. Whenever the children whine in this family, he comes out with the same line every time. So what line do you think this father says
3: when his kids are like, I don't want to go in the car? What do you think he says? It's not as bad as getting burned in a fire. <laughs> yeah right
4: yeah he just keeps going back to that well yeah (laughs) it's like that
1: bit (laughs) that bit in arrested development where wasn't it he always tries to freak him out with his friend that has his arm was chopped off Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah.
4: so similar to that my friends always leave a note (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: yes yes. my friend's dad like has half a finger because it got chopped off in like an accident and he uses it to sort of Sort of entertain, stroke, freak out the children. And that's quite fun. Oh, ideal. (laughs) Because you can do like that, but he can actually do it. But he's really always
0: doing the thumb-off trick, but it's real. That's amazing.
1: I was going to say, great, great podcast stuff here,
3: Hannah. Yeah. I was going to say that. So Hannah just did the thing where she pretends that she can take off the top of her thumb. But you did it almost with a magician's agility, I would say. Thanks. Yeah. Really you know, good. Uh, well, uh, can I interest you on... In- <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's doing more tricks now with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah,
0: I know we complain about having kids, but if you ever have them, you are all set with those. Oh, yeah. mate, it's going to be all you so yeah. easy, guys. You can, you that need. will
4: buy you 20 seconds <laughs> in a restaurant. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, you guys are all... You're basically correct, in the spirit, he would say, deal with what life gives you. So okay. Toby, my, my mom used
4: to say, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Great. Ooh, classic. Yes. So
3: my like mother that. would go, it isn't cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the time we were, it isn't cancer. You know what? If it's not <laughs> cancer, I mean, just. Yeah. I mean, I would just will
0: myself to get cancer as a kid. Oh, if that just had be like, been the fucking li- I would have got been like, please. It, please. Fucking, I think yeah, there's a lump. Like, I found a lump. Come on. Oh, my it God. It will be such a Pyrrhic victory. <laughs>
3: oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Toby gets married at the age of 20 to her high school boyfriend. Um, And again, when she's interviewed in the modern day about this, what's unusual is that she barely remembers the proposal. It was this really casual, like, we ought to get married. And she's like, yeah, because that's what she feels like she's supposed to do. So again, A little bit robotic, like going into the, this is what's expected of me. Fast forward to the 2000s. Toby's working for a telecoms company at this point. It goes bust. So she takes a job in a vet's office. A veterinarian, not like a principal skinner. Um, Something (laughs) happens to her while she's working there, which finally makes her step back, evaluate her life, and decide she's got to make some changes because she's just been... Doing this without thinking about what she really wants. I'll give you a hint. We kind of just joked about it.
3: Oh, she gets cancer.
0: She gets cancer. She finds a lump in her neck. She's the vet. Check it out. But luckily, she finds it early enough that it's treatable. She's fine. She's 47. She's got a fire in her belly. And she starts watching a reality show on Animal Planet called Cell Dogs. So... What do you think her next? Wait, so she
4: was born in the sixties. Yeah, she got married a high school boyfriend. Yeah, and presumably at like age twenty. Yeah, and then has just been coasting in a kind of robotic co- coma.
0: Yeah, they've got until kids. she gets cancer
4: age forty-seven. So we've yeah. kind of skipped
0: seventeen years, okay. but because so much is about to happen, yeah, a skid a okay. de diddled over about okay, cool two cool, decades. Cool. <laughs> She starts watching a show called Cell Dogs. So, what job do you think she does next? She starts a company, basically.
3: Um, I think it's training uh, seeing eye dogs. Okay. Yeah. Fair guess.
0: Fair guess. Good guess.
3: I guess it's therapy therapy dogs. Does she take
1: therapy dogs into prison? Because
3: um, that's the be- that's, that's a better a guess.
1: It just is. <laughs> I was just like, talk- oh, okay, right. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Or, Just trying to link it to the prison.
4: Yeah, smart. Well, yeah, so then she would be in prison working rather than as an inmate because of crimes against dogs. I think that maybe the the cell dogs show was about animals that need homes and she decided that she was oh. going to help animals find homes because they shouldn't be in cells. Yes. Oh,
0: okay, yes. Well, Hannah George, you are... Correct. She starts rescuing dogs, but launches a program to help inmates um, adopt dogs within the prison and teaches them how to train the dogs. And okay,
4: so they're like rehabilitation kind of therapy dogs.
0: Well, they're not. I mean, they're just rescue dogs. But what she does is goes to this. So she goes from this background where she's never had to launch a business before. She goes to this prison and does, I don't even know if they had PowerPoint back then, but she does this presentation and says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring dogs into the prison. Just like the show I've seen, it's going to help the inmates. It's going to improve morale. Just trust me. And she absolutely nails it. They're like, okay, we'll give it a go. My next question is, is her husband supportive of this?
1: I think if you've asked the question, then it suggests. Possibly not. But then at the same time, when people have a trauma like something life-changing, like getting cancer, I think that, yeah, it's surely you would support, you would want to support, you want to think that your husband Mm. would support that because
3: she's obviously sort of found a new thing that she wants to do. But it makes for such a more interesting moment in this story if he doesn't. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is 17 years of a, a meh kind of marriage. So, He wasn't supportive. In fact, according to her very scathing about it and said things like, Toby, that's just TV. This is ridiculous. You know, why are you doing this? But she does this presentation and two days later, the Safe Harbor Prison Dog Program is born. So Toby brings seven shelter dogs into the prison and the program gives inmates who have been on good behavior the chance to adopt a dog. They're allowed to sleep with the dog in their cells. They get extra time to exercise the dog. They're allowed to walk them around. And it just changes everything in this prison because suddenly all these inmates are able to like pet dogs and the vibe totally changes and they soften the guards are in a better mood like it's a this amazing impact. So this program just explodes. Like other prisons want in on it. And suddenly Toby's working morning till midnight. She's got facilities at her own house that she builds to house these dogs and she's going to all different uh, prisons to help inmates train them. So in eighteen months, she had facilitated about a thousand adoptions. Wow! But her husband is resenting this wow. all along the way, and they're growing further and further apart. Oh. um So, like again, in interviews, she sort of goes, "You know, I'd come home and try to talk about something, and he would just like go off and golf, which is British middle class. Mm. You know. That was Trumpian, really. It was Trumpian. Really? Is that a thing <laughs> Trumpian? It's gonna be." <laughs> Trumpian that's
4: so Trumpian it's almost the least worst thing he's ever done though
1: <laughs> yeah if
4: he was yeah. something Trumpian it should be worse than playing golf yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's very true it's very true it's very true
0: can anyone see where this story might be
4: headed okay so could you just repeat the question sure I can I'm, but- I've made margaritas my drink tonight <laughs> and I I thought it, I think Ooh. it's going really well. <laughs> oh, I just asked if you could see where this story might be headed. Okay, so she's got a disgruntled high school sweetheart marriage. Yep. She's working dawn till dusk with the dogs in the prisons. That's exploding. That's right. I genuinely cannot see how this turns into a terrible crime because it just okay. sounds like maybe she gets divorced and has a really wonderful career with the dogs. Okay. So I don't get what goes wrong. Yeah. Just a crime S- against misogyny,
0: maybe. So, yeah,
4: yeah but like, <laughs> I mean, I see misogyny like I'm in the sixth sense. Oh, go on. Sarah's got okay. something. Sarah's I'm just had a to,
3: moment. I'm not, you know. Okay. So we know that we've included this detail about her dad's burning yeah. and that her father turned her into the, the relevant detail of the story is sort of this we're using the word robot to mean not quite that but that she sort of moves through life in this particular way yeah. because she'd gone through such a trauma that mm-hmm. to feel feelings or do a certain kind of examination is not Sarah work for her. you can say Catholicism it's okay Catholicism <laughs> so by the way with the no makeup on and how greasy I am, like I think I look <laughs> red faced the way a really like old, drunk man does. And Hannah, <laughs> again, having just met you, this is not my normal vibe, but it is really disturbing me about myself. Okay, <laughs> You don't. You do no. look great. Oh, I, it. I don't. And is
0: it's- fabulous. Toby meets a man. Do you know why I got so fascinated by this case? Is this idea that this woman who's never committed a crime, very straight lace, follows the rules, religion, like the whole nine yards. You know when you meet the people that are critical of modern parenting... And they go like, well, harsh discipline never did me any harm. And it's like. It did. Here's a great example of like, it doesn't have to go in these dramatic directions to do you harm. It means that you don't know how to set boundaries. It means you don't listen to your own feelings. You don't value your own feelings and you just do what you're told. You're a people pleaser. (laughs) Sorry. Katie. (laughs) Hi. Welcome to the meeting. (laughs) But this is just such an interest, and it's like, well, who would do this? But then as soon as you learn about her, you're like, oh, yeah, you'd, you'd do this. Drunk women, so
2: cry. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United
0: Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So anyway, she meets a man. That man is an inmate called John Menard, who Toby says the first time she... Saw him in Lansing Prison where she's working with these dogs, the sun shone behind him like a halo. Oh. But John, John was no angel. He was a convicted oh. murderer, and no one in the prison messes with this guy. Like he's six foot two, he's got a short, cropped red haircut, and he's covered in tattoos. He has one in particular that arched over his belly button, a real badass word over his belly button so next question what word do you think was over his navel
3: there's a oh. one
0: badass word because i wish i mean this is a few words but i wish my husband said like you don't have to oh just because you're on your way down and you're like okay <laughs> give me head till i'm dead
3: <laughs> wow Katie's going katie long. wow great love it
0: good i mean that is one badass word <laughs> <laughs> Well, what cunt? I mean, there's like not that many words
4: it can be. Okay, you guys, I've had two guesses. It's your go.
1: <laughs> it's say Labrador, and he's just really into dogs.
0: That would have been lovely. Pussy. Okay. Fuck. It says hooligan. Oh. oh okay. Okay. We boring
1: compared to what we
4: came We, we? got <laughs> out of hand.
0: That <laughs> was kind of cute. Like, don't be mistaken. <laughs> hooligan. Navel. <laughs> All right. It's try hard. Is this guy still alive? Is he going to get
4: me for saying that was try hard?
0: He is, but he's old. It's fine.
4: So I would like this stricken from the record.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So John adopts a dog. Um, They're spending more and more time together because obviously Toby is helping him train this dog. Um, But to the guards, Toby is this married, religious, good girl. So nobody suspected anything. Nobody could have anticipated what happened. And at one point, John asks Toby about their marriage and says, Toby, you deserve someone who makes you the center of their world. Who would not be taken you, in? I like uh, him. Yeah. I'm warming to him. I'm, I'm warming to him. him. So what do you think Toby does? What's the crime she commits? She's falling in love with this prisoner. What's
3: oh. The oh. <laughs> <laughs> she helped Facilitate, facilitate is escape.
0: Ah, ding, ding, ding! Well yeah. done, Sir Baron. Sometimes ooh, that ooh. passion and commitment. Yes, yeah. done. She's dancing. Yes,
4: Detective Baron.
0: Yes, Detective Baron. Welcome,
3: to great. The rest. Thanks, how do you guys. Think
0: great. now, based on what she does for a living, how does she help him escape?
3: Well, okay. How is a dog? going to help with yeah. the prison
0: escape. He like clings
3: to an Alsatian. <laughs> Is it something to do with sniffing? Is the dog able to sniff uh, and escape? How would a dog, can a dog, a dog isn't digging, right? He has um, to change clothes
4: into a dog walker outfit and walk <laughs> the dog out.
1: The dog Wait, what the dog walkers look like around you? Is no, there an like alpha? They'll have a
4: uniform because they're going to a prison. There'll be some form of ID or recognizable item. Be like, "Yeah, I'm the guy that helps bring the dogs in. Here's my cap. Here's my badge." And then Although they I- do swapsies. <laughs>
1: My dog has sometimes, because he's so big, has sometimes been described as like a man in a dog suit. And like, oh part of me God. would like the idea that he gets dressed as a dog, oh but I know God. that's I not what happens. Onesie. Wait, Hannah, what kind of dog? Do you and have? crawls out. Oh, it's a briard, which is like a French sheep dog, uh, which Beautiful. is just huge. But and I always say it's mine, but actually it's my parents' dog. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would love it. You know, when you see like in London, you walk around, there's someone with a huge dog and you're like, what the fuck is your house like? Yeah. My God. Um, yeah. It's a real estate assembled have If I fucking burn it in London. But um, that's that, unfortunately, that's he doesn't live with me.
3: <laughs> I love it. so beautiful. Okay. So the dog is aiding the.
0: Well, look, I'm going to tell okay. you because okay. I want to move us on to the other little Thelman nuggets details. Okay. But um, the plan is to sneak john into a dog crate that she had left in the prison because this she's this is what's amazing is you just think like prison and all the films you see and you're like how do you get in and out and it's like but she's got access she's toby the dog lady she's got to move stuff in and out no big deal does she just want him to escape or does she want to elope with him they want to elope together this is like this passionate love story like at one point she sneaks a phone into prison and they talk on the phone they rack up like 200 hours on the phone in a matter of a few weeks Um, and actually her husband sees a text that says good morning baby I love you but he's so off with his go with his (laughs) golf she buys a used truck which she keeps in a storage unit with no security cameras which is just Sort of funny. Go her. (laughs) She's a problem solver. She's a problem solver. But it also sounds like she basically asks, like, are there security cameras there? And they're like, no, it's a really new unit. We're sorry. And she's like, great, I'll take it. (laughs) So the night before the plan, Toby's husband says good night, And she accidentally says something back to him that she later recalls. What do you think she says to him? Good night. And she says, thank you for our
4: time together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Katie. Yeah. Pretty close. It was nice
3: knowing you. Some version of like it's been fun, or yeah, know that I, I've I've I know that I'll love you forever.
4: Yeah, I'll
0: always
3: remember Paris uh, in the spring. Yeah, I'll <laughs> always remember Paris in the spring. Something like that, right? <laughs>
0: I mean, basically, yes. I just love this because I love, I'm like the queen of Freudian slips. And so he goes, good night. And she goes, goodbye. Oh, right. Oh, for come on, rookie mistake. I thought she was a problem solver. It's adorable though. She said bye. (laughs) I love her. Okay, next day. She brings the truck to the cell. I've lost respect (laughs) for
3: (laughs) her. The plan.
0: The plan is John's. Like I'll be in the box. I'll find a way to get in the room. I'll be in the box. You ask the guards to help hoist me up into the truck, and it'll all be fine. So the box gets hoisted. She has no idea is he in there or not. Oh my god! So she's driving away, and she goes, "John, are you in there? Is there an answer?" Oh yes. Okay, Sarah's in. John committed.
1: I I barked like a dog, but I'm not sure if that came across and sounded like a cough. What? I haven't got coronavirus. (laughs) But I don't know whether there was, I mean, that makes sense, right? That you do it like, if you're going to have a code, you do it like woof, a... One bark for yes. Yeah, because I went for a wee in the woods the other day. We were walking the dog and I said to my mum, I was like, if anyone like comes like along the road, just like sort of like hoot like an owl. And she was like, "I don't know how to hoot like an owl." And then an owl like flew over as I was having a piss, and I was what? like, "Wow, mom!" But um, what I'm saying is, he's wow. going to use these codes. So, like, I think it was a dog bark. I'm
4: now worried that he dies in transit, and there was no response. Oh, Taylor's neutral head nodding. My neutral Come on, head
0: nodding. Sorry. Okay. So there is no response. Okay. Initially. Oh. But that's just because John's being a prick and playing a Ugh. game. I know. And then oh he like sticks God. his arm out of the box and he's like, ha ha ha. Yes, I'm in here. But what I think is very telling is that when she talks about it now, Toby remembers being really relieved that there was no response. And I feel like, you know, those moments where it's like, oh, that's Ooh. how I felt. That's how I found out how I really felt. About that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. John and Toby do find themselves alone after this little like terse escape. They haven't even kissed. So what happens is wow, they have to go to like a rest stop in the U.S. And like I've been to every rest stop in the U.S. They're not sexy, but they use the toilets. They come out and John just grabs her and kisses her. And she remembers it as this like epic moment. It's a real mixed bag what she's going through because it's like, on the one hand, I'm really turned on. On the other, I know I could probably do better. (laughs) You know, like she's she's trying Ah, to deal with those Wow. But the chemistry between them is undeniable, right? Like the sexual tension has been there. What does John say after this epic roadside restroom kiss?
3: Worth the wait. Oh,
0: smooth. Smooth, Baron. Super nice. smooth. Yeah. He says, hooligan. Oh, <laughs> that made Good. the little tattoo question worth it, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> what did he say earlier
1: about that you want somebody who wants you forever or something to did he keep, say the same to make word? you the center
0: of their universe? Oh, yeah. Oh. Does he say that? He doesn't. What he says is, Give me your cell phone so I can throw it into the lake. How long has you been in prison? Dude, you need a cell phone now. Sexy. (laughs) But... You can track people by now. Yeah, so. I'm just a smart guy. Fine, Maybe not fine. the exact... You could say that before you have a piss, though. You could be like, sure. throw your cell phone there and then I'll meet you outside. He just didn't time it very well. So guys, things go like full on. Thelma and Louise, they drive. They fight along the way. Toby, you know, he's like... They have like, sex with Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God, that scene changed me. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. I was in a bad place. I was in a bad relationship, and I watched Thelma and Louise*, and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. "I need to get—I need to get on a motel dresser. That's what I want to do with yeah. my life." You
4: finally got laid, right? This is great for fa- people that are familiar with Thelma and Louise*. I'm—I'm I'm really cracking gold, guys.
0: Who hasn't seen Thelma and Louise* to be able to relate to that? I what haven't. the no. fuck, Sarah? I'm sorry, you've been the victim
3: of the biggest crime.
0: What? Why have you not? I Thelma? that
3: is the crime, guy. What?
4: <laughs> deliberately, or you just
3: haven't got around no, to it, or you're I not just, interested? N- certainly okay. not deliberately. Certainly not like. No, I have a beef with that. No, I'm. I have it because <gasps> of lockdown 2 I have an ongoing list of films, and I'm gonna. Ah. I'm gonna really like. We should watch Summit and Louise tonight.
0: Yeah, it goes all film and Louise. How do we get okay. here? Sex with Brad Pitt. That scene, yeah. those, and no one ever rubs me. No, you don't to be punished for good sex. It doesn't have to go like no, that. Okay. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's not 90s feminism anymore. So, John is alternating between like, I'm so romantic. I'm going to run you a bubble bath. I'm going to give you a chocolate. Let's go to the movies. And then he'll just flip his lid. He's like, I want to buy a parakeet. And I go and buy a Bertlet. And she's like, really? Do we need a pet? Uh, We're on the why run. Why does he so want a pet? parakeet? Mm-hmm. And she's like, how about a blue one? And he's like, I'm not your fucking husband. You can't tell me what to do. So she's like, "Uh, maybe I should have kept my cell phone and not thrown it in the lake. So it's all going crazy. And then they go through the McDonald's drive through. She's got her laptop open. She sees a headline that says dog lady implicated in escape. And she's like, shh. Because all this time he had promised That's her, like, "real now." Yeah, nobody will ever blame you. They'll think that I manipulated you, which is such a double bluff, isn't it? Because it's sort of right. like, "Yeah, did you?" And so this all goes on <laughs> for so long, for about twelve days, and then finally they're caught. They're driving. John's driving. She's in the passenger side. They see loads of lights appear. There's like fifty oh. cop cars. This really is. Thelma and Louise, but I don't want to spoil it for you. There's a moment where she's like, all this for us, all these cops. He looks at her wide-eyed and says, what do you want me to do, baby? What do you think, she says? Because this is the, like, should I drive through these cops? Should I take this off a cliff? What should I do? What does she say?
4: Well, you said she's still alive, so they don't drive off the canyon.
3: Okay, right. They <laughs> don't.
0: They are alive. Detective Wilkins, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah.
3: She says, gun it.
0: Gun it. Okay. Ah, okay. gun it
1: baby i think maybe she does as she's told not as she's told because she's given an option but i don't think she's really got any options here like she, i think she's going to do what he wants her to do i think
4: so he goes what do you want me to do baby yeah like so th- you think the implication is that he would want to escape so okay and also because sarah said gun it i'm going to go opposite i'm going to go she says let's hand ourselves in this has gone far Great. enough Great, katie
0: You people-pleasing lady. That's exactly what she says, but even more. And I just find this adorable. She goes, well, if they want us to pull over, you have to pull over. That's the law. (gasps) Oh, wow. Wow. Like good old Toby. Like, so cute. Does Johnny. You know what? I see see a lot of myself in this one. I do, too. (laughs) I think I have to say I got a little obsessed with it because I'm like, yep, (laughs) I really get but it. But like no, but I I'm that person also
4: that will miss the big picture. i will be like, Well, let's do this technicality. Forget that the obviously logically we should be on the run. Yeah. Technically, that guy said stop, so let's yeah. stop. Forget
0: the big picture. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Katie, I love you. I mean, just do. <laughs> female schmooze place, margaritas and wine does john actually pull over though so she says if they ask you to pull over you got to do it yeah. what does he do well that wasn't what he wanted to hear was it hmm. so
4: maybe he flaws it maybe he pretends he got sarah's answer and he's just like
3: fuck this i'm taking my parakeet and i'm off just to be contrary i'll say he no, this is too wild, but okay, Gun. now I'm in. Because it just occurred to me how fast they m- must be going. So this doesn't work. He throws her out of the car and guns <gasps> it.
0: Oh, that's good. That's not a bad
4: guess at all. Um, and that would take us like full circle to like. Then she has an injury and then she's a bit like her dad. And then the circle is
3: complete. And also it makes her look like maybe he forced it, you know, uh, her body flying out of the car helps her seem more innocent somehow. Right? that yes, like,
4: so He was doing her a favor. Yeah. In a way, it's like a kind.
3: I mean, the car must have been going 60 miles an hour. Right? I don't know. if someone But he's that, like, but, you're welcome. Oh. Now you look innocent.
0: Sarah, the thing is, there are so many moments that obviously within our tight, tight hour, I can't keep in. But there are moments like that where he's like, I don't need you. I love you, but I don't need you. I have a plan. Like my freedom is more important. And you can almost picture that happening. But what he does, Katie, is he guns it. He's like, right. Which you got to love a man who's like, what do you want to do? No, we're going to do what I want to do. I'm not your fucking husband. So he just, uh, he just guns it and wow. crazy car chase. Like he's going over medians on the highway, which if you've driven to the United States, a median oh. is quite a formidable oh. barrier. Like this is like <laughs> like crazy, crazy driving. She thinks she's gonna die. At one point, she's like, "It'd probably be good if I die." Actually, this is terrible. What have I done? They hit a tree. Neither of them die. Oh. oh. But that's it. He's like, I want to stay with you and protect you, but they'll start shooting. So he walks out of the car. He puts his hands up and they both get arrested. So, wow, Toby's convicted, sentenced 27 months in prison. But she gets oh, a divorce okay. first. She knows huh. how to time it. She's got her priorities straight. How do you think Toby does in prison? Well,
3: Very well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. She I think knows she excels. Go
4: and say that. Sorry, I think she excels.
3: I think excels. it's like those people in lockdown. You're we like, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm thriving. I, for me, like, I think she. I think she thrives because I think she she likes the structure because she's she likes structure and sort of yeah. The, we're back to the that. robot idea. She wants rules. She needs, she has some judgment issues. She's not Mm -hmm. a great judge. So this takes some power away, which is probably for the best. And she knows the system, guys, because she's been in prison. She's thrived in prison before.
1: I think that's a great answer. Thank you, Katie. I feel as though she's she's become a bit of a sort of cult figure of, in terms of they see someone that was stuck in a situation that she hated and yeah. she did something about it and, you know, like I say, it's very extreme but I think that within prison, I mean we can't sort of go around saying like, oh yeah, prison's definitely a walk in the park for anyone really because it's, it's prison but yeah. I think that Possibly she had a bit of a legendary status within prison as well. Just, right. I mean, I don't know that. She's got but- this
4: amazing story of like it's busting a, hell of a, a story. guy out, Like, A, she was making prison nicer for everyone and bringing in dogs. B, she does a daring escape. So she's like on the side of the guy, not the man. Yeah, it would be hard to find fault with her, I guess.
0: I think we nailed it from the beginning there, detectives. She does really well in prison. And I think it's very astute to say that some of it was probably because it's like, I can do the rule part. I can stand the authority and the rules and that's fine because that's what breaks a lot of people. But what she found was this female friendship that she had never had. It was like this camaraderie of like, oh, women who talk and they open up and they're fiery and they're emotional and we can work out how we got here. It made me want to go to prison. I, oh, I, it sounds really nice. It sounds a really supportive
3: nice. group, eh?
0: She does really great. She makes lifelong friends, and with their support, she actually processes that not only was the divorce a good idea, but actually this relationship was also not a good idea. Like it was well intended, but it didn't have the right elements of freedom. It wasn't wow, the right way to break. She's finding the rules. prison like college mixed with therapy. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great huh? tagline for a women's prison where college meets therapy don't be afraid to break the law yeah come join us break so- but yeah get involved <laughs> so yeah lifelong friends so she does her time and she ends up getting married again and she's happily married to this day to a guy called Chris who's very loving and doesn't flip a switch and all of that stuff cool. I don't want to like glaze over stuff because obviously it caused a shitload of conflict within her family because she made this choice and a lot of people didn't accept it. But today, Toby spends her time trying to help other women. Um, She makes workbooks to help women in prisons deal with their emotions, their feelings, their circumstances, and to try to break the cycle of destruction that have sort of brought them there.
4: And does she
0: bring dogs to them too? She doesn't work with dogs anymore from the sounds of it. Which I don't know. Too triggering. Yeah. She kind of rescued her last dog and maybe it was maybe it was enough. Uh, (laughs) But here's to learning the right way to break the rules, everyone.
3: Cheers. cheers.
0: Cheers.
3: Drunk women solving crime.
0: We've got to do A very exciting Patreon shout out. So guys, in case you haven't heard, we are on Patreon now. What is Patreon? It's a place where you can go to support us, but also get lots of rewards in return. And it's like a dedicated drunk women solving crime community. And I'll just say... Because I'm kind of, I, I, I'm i overseeing it and I'm kind of lonely. So I, I will interact with you. I'll reply. I've had a lot of people go like, Taylor, wow. You wrote back to me. I'm like, of course I did. I went, Where do you live? What are you doing? This might be a deterrent. If you want me to leave you alone, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> but you can get rewards like ad-free listening, extra content. You'll get links to any live shows that we record. So check us out. It's patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Here are our latest shout outs. Thank you very much, patrons. Elizabeth Murphy, Becky, a.k.a. Detective Martini Negroni. We all know Becky and her other half. She's been a longtime support. Hello, Becky. Melanie Hernandez, Neil Redman, uh, Lulz Peacock, Charlotte, who wants to be known as Charlie, a.k.a. Detective Ethical Lube, uh, <laughs> this is a little callback to an Instagram Live. I respect that. Abby Allen, John Burkhead, Daniel Hogan, Mariana Mulligan, who was at one of our, uh, it was the Manchester Live show. Remember the story <gasps> of the girl who, uh, you know, the cut off eyelashes?
1: hmm Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Her wife actually told the story. And then Mariana was like, I've got some details to add to the story that she emailed into <laughs> us, so love them. Eleanor Owicky, John Sylvester, aka Detective Little. Uh, That's between you and your partner, John. Rachelle M., aka Exhausted Working Mom. Yes. Claire S., aka Detective Tigger. Adorable. Laura, aka Detective Chia Pet. Also adorable. Polly Scott. Adorable, just because Polly's an adorable name. And Kaz, who I said last time, but I forgot her name, her detective name, which is aka Detective Can't Feel My Face. That's how I feel right now. And finally... You, you
4: said that in a really, what's the name from Schitt's Creek way? Can't feel my, like, my face. Can't feel my face.
0: Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Oh. Yeah. Oh, best compliment ever. I want to be Catherine O'Hara. And Lena Roche, <laughs> aka Detective Schnuffelness, which I believe is German for schnuffle Nose. Thank you very much, patrons. Hey. Now, now. Woo, woo, woo. because I knew... I had details to get through of this modern crime. This is a very short listener crime, and it says this is from Big Ol' Fan. Thank you, Big Ol' Fan. <laughs> I once lost my phone on a bus. Did it fall out of my back pocket? Did the creepy dude behind me snatch it? Did I even own a phone in the first place? Aliens? I'll never know. No, I can't. <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> I'll never know. Uh-huh. Mucho love. XO. So we have very little to go on, guys. I need to stop drinking whole bottles of wine. But why is there t- like stop making them single serving?
1: <laughs> I think this lady may have just lost her phone. Well, oh, I, no. I mean, there's yeah. a
4: creepy dude. I once lost. Red I hand. had my phone in my pocket at university and I was on a bus and my phone fell out of my pocket on the bus. They were not good pockets, but I had... Girl pockets. They're not good. They're those deep. The the, the phone wasn't my normal phone because something was wrong with it. And my mom had lent me her old phone. So it was like a brick. So no wonder it had fallen out of my pocket. But somebody handed it in.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. So so I got
4: it back because obviously nobody wanted a 1995 brick phone. Uh, So I actually got it back. So sweet. So maybe she did, maybe it fell out of her pocket, but then somebody was
1: opportunist. Mm. And the lesson here is like, never buy nice stuff. Yeah, Like yeah, always have, have the shit stuff. Have totally. really old
4: technology that everyone laughs at, but you get it back because it gets handed in.
0: I argue with my husband a lot because he's all about like, it's safe in my back pocket. And to me, the back pocket is like, I've known uh, since the 80s films, like don't put shit in your back pocket. And he's got oh this. Oh my sweat. God. Like,
3: no, no, my back pocket. I can feel it. I'm like, <sighs> Oliver Twist. <laughs> I just remembered another crime against me is I was pick, on, not pickpocketed, yeah. but someone stole my wallet out of my rucksack when I was before I knew better. What? And I was wearing it, you know, on my back, as you do yeah. on the New York City subway. And I got out <gasps> and went to work, went in and I realized. So now, I mean, now it's it's also rude to wear your backpack on a subway because you take up too much space. But <laughs> also you can get thieved from. Yeah.
1: Oh damn!
3: I still believe it just fell out of her pocket.
1: Okay. Yeah, but if you find a phone, you haven't stolen a phone. I'd yeah. always hand it in. I think just oh, because totally. I know that you, you just know how much it means to someone. Or but where would you hand it in? On a but I guess to the driver. But then it's I suppose it goes to somewhere central. A creepy oh, dude yeah.
0: would hand it in. He'd be like, I need the police station. Maybe there's some people I can be creepy with. Like there's extra people. He'd take the opportunity. I think it had been handed into the bus depot. My one. Wow. Oh, your big brick phone, Bus Depot. Huge. Okay. I don't want to brag. I guess, big old fan, you got to let it go. It fell out of your pocket. We've all had phones, but you probably, at least, you didn't have a file that said my passwords (laughs) right at the front of it. And that's all we can do in this life.
3: I'll be so
0: sick. Sarah Baron, you have been. Ladies. Sarah, we have time to find out what have you got going on? What would you like to plug? Tell us about yourself. Where can we find you? What are you doing? What are you up to? Well, the here's what I want to
3: promote. I don't do it with panache. Some people <laughs> have that gift and I just don't. They, in other words, they can sell. They'd be like, oh, guys, thanks so much. Um, everyone just follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm an at- Sarah. Um,
2: I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, let me- f-
3: Anyway, some people do that nicely. <coughs> that hurt. I don't, but here's what I want. Here's what follow I want. Follow me, you guys. If you liked me tonight, if you thought I was cool, um, if you liked my stuff tonight, give me a follow. Kill <laughs> this is undid. Basically, I hated you, but I was like, maybe you're okay. Nope, now I hate you. Okay. Here's what I want to shill for. I run a comedy night, and it's Ooh. not a it's not a pile of shit. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Because many are just piles of BM on a stage. And you're like, why do I hate comedy? Because so many nights of comedy are so bad. This is the one that you'd be like, I had a really nice time tonight because I like to put on a good show. Okay. or when's the date that I'm doing? In January, the 20th, Inauguration Day, President <gasps> Biden coming to you. Yes! Celebrate, yes. celebrate at my comedy night and it'll be Sean Walsh, it'll be Dane Baptiste, it'll be Jenny Beeb and Babatunde Aleshes. Can we acknowledge that actually I did a good job of selling those? You movies? did! You did, you did, we'll be there. Oh, it was really good. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I Thank you guys sorry. so much for having me, it was a joy.
0: Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for
3: listening.